You're nasty. With Fox's 911, the emergency is always on fire. Uh, but here at the dispatching the 911, we like, oh my God, dispatching the 118. I can't talk this evening. And that's going to make this even more fun. We're going to have I a fun evening, guys. Dispatching the 118, we like to take <laughs> things from a slower, more careful approach. With the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Buckley. And I swear we're sober here this evening, guys. Or at least I, I am. cannot relate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like drunk, but I'm not sober, baby. <laughs> I quit my job today. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's fine. It gives the fact that I messed up our intro is totally fine, it gives it more personality. Exactly. Um, it shows that we're not a robot and that it's not something that's like <laughs> recorded ahead of time and then like put in. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an AI that somebody told to make a podcast. <laughs> we are not robots. Okay. <laughs> we actually have feelings. So be nice, guys. <laughs> oh totally unrelated to 911, but I had someone tell me one of my reviews was um too fastidious which for those of you that don't know fancy words that means I it, don't know. it fastidious means looks at things and makes sure that they are accurate or correct like criticizes from that way and I'm like that's the point of a critical review like I was gonna say that's literally what a review is they were like, um, what? They're like, this is a wonky comedy. And I'm like, yeah, but things still have to make sense, even in comedy. Yeah. Like, you still, they still have to make sense for the characters. But, anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> was, that, was that on your 911 uh, review? No, it was on a review for oh. Miracle Workers. Gotcha. Because I said the ending didn't make sense because she just walked away. And then he suddenly jumped into another relationship, but he was married to her who walked away and I was like there was a ball drop there like you should have solved that situation <laughs> yeah maybe like go to therapy first <laughs> I swear this is a 911 podcast guys I swear it is um but everyone anyways, on 911 needs to go to therapy this this is actually related to 911 cheers to me I finally left the 911 Facebook group this week <laughs> Um, <laughs> horrible because, one that always was like super homophobic. Yeah, and I never mentioned the name of it because I'm like I don't want people coming and attacking me or whatever. But um, yeah, I finally left because the only reason I was staying in this group was so that my reviews could get a few more views or clicks. Um, because I'm all about that money, honey. Um, of course. Anyways, right. and last week they refused to post my review. They would not post, they never approved it. And so I was like, I even posted it. Like they have this block on the page to where you can't talk about the new episodes until Wednesday of the week. Yeah, what? because because people complained about spoilers. So um, don't be in a Facebook group for the show. Then don't get on Facebook <laughs> until you've watched it, you moron. Like it's that oh simple. Um, and then it was a matter of, any discussion of buddy will be blocked and like whatever. And I'm like, Oh, so, but you're not going to block people that want Buck and, and, and Abby to get back together. Like that's still Ugh. not a canon thing. So like 
technically your rules are well it's not canon that's why we can't talk about bucket eddie and i'm like i i think it's the homophobia <laughs> it's the homophobia <laughs> i wish you guys could see my face um but anyways yeah i finally left the group because i was like i'm not getting any extra benefit from this group anymore like they're not even letting me post my reviews like <clears throat> they don't let you self-promote quote unquote but somebody posted around the time of 9-11 someone posted a song that her husband sang about the first responders of 9-11 i'm like this has nothing to do with the show but you're letting this go but you won't post my review or my podcast not, like i'm so done that's not funny but i'm just like imagine the imagine the confidence you have to have to go into a facebook group that has nothing to do with 9-11 and post a song that you wrote. <laughs> like, imagine that kind of confidence. Could it be You can get it, I guess. <laughs> oh I didn't God. even listen to it. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have listened to it to see if it was any good. <laughs> Maybe it could have changed your life and you don't even know. <sighs> well, you know what didn't change my life? Was Athena's characterization this week. <laughs> whoa <laughs> oh it was bad it was the worst i've ever seen for her it really was and I, I just the thing that i keep coming back to is like why like yeah. why it doesn't make any sense because the way that she acts is like like she she acts like he said like a rogue cop basically and it's like she's really not so i don't i just don't understand why they couldn't have like some other like cop do the actions that she's doing i feel also like it's like the writers couldn't make up their mind on what they want like how they wanted athena to be because like at yeah. the beginning she's like discussing the lawyer that got shot and like talking about him as if she's in his head. She's very attached to this. She's very invested in this. And then the yeah. next scene, we find out that she hasn't even checked up on the fact that he went to prison in five days. I'm like, if she was that invested, like she seemed to be in that first scene, she would have been on top of that. Like, and that's yeah. how she's been in the past where she's like, doesn't let it go. She doesn't just let it go. Like, oh, well, we have a blackout to deal with. I, I didn't have time. Like, bitch, that's the sloppiest writing I've ever seen. Yes. It's, it's, it, I just like, and you know what? Honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. If they had said like 24 hours, if they had said a day, I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, like, you, like it's a blackout. Things are going on. You know, she's, it's fine. But five days. Yep, that's too long. That's also, too long for a cop who's not Athena. Also, in that five days, she hasn't been home. Like, that's the other thing is, like, it, Michael makes it sound like he's been taking care of Harry for the last five days. And I'm like, yeah. They let like, her why stay on. Like, are they really, like, I don't understand how this whole first responder shit's going on with this five days. Because if, no, I get the firefighters. Like, I get why they are stationed at the firehouse. Yeah, right. But, like the cops would have gone into different shifts. Like, right? I'm so confused. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. Also, like, Harry, can we talk about Harry and his lack of supervision? <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
the I was screaming watching the end of that episode. I was literally screaming. I can't. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing: is that if my mother, if my mother, the the love of my life, my mother, which she clearly is, is based on his the picture on his phone. She is his best friend. <laughs> is assaulted. Is assaulted. I would I'm know what that know man that looks like. Look. Yep. I'm going to know what that man looks like. I don't care if I'm nine. How old is he? Nine? He's eleven? Like, I think like he's that. like 12 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So he's like, Time doesn't make yeah. sense on this show. It's wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff at this point. Yeah, he he's he's plenty old enough though to like recognize mm. a man's face if he abuses his mother. You know, like <laughs> I mean, listen, he went through his dad's cancer diagnosis, his dad's gayness. Like, I mean, the kids seen it. And like, not that I'm saying his dad <laughs> being gay is a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it's traumatic for a nine-year-old yeah. to find out all of a sudden that his dad's gay. Like, that's a big right. deal. So, like, he's clearly seen a lot. Also, we can't forget. There was that whole traffic stop situation that happened where the cop was very racist towards yeah. them. Yeah. And and so like Harry's not your average spoiled rich white boy. Like Right. <laughs> he's right. Not, exactly. not to bring race into it, but it's all about race. Like well, but Harry just he knows somebody like Athena. Yeah. And Athena mm-hmm. and Michael are the most attentive parents I've ever seen like they're on top of shit like they are well aware of what's going on in their kids lives and with the exception of what happened with may in the first season but like that's more of a situation of she's a teenager and she didn't tell her mom like that's more of that than athena not knowing where she is but for michael to a not realize that the attacker of his ex-wife walked in their house and B didn't know where his son went. I was like, seriously, this writing is terrible. Well, that's the that's the thing that I think, and it's only really occurred to me now. I'm sure that you've thought of this several times, but like we have episode one where she's on the stand and he's saying to her, Didn't you like go after a teenager? Didn't you intimidate a teenager? And she's like, that girl drove my daughter to suicide. Like I was, my daughter is like the most important thing to me. But then like, you don't know where your son is. Also her lack of urgency when she gets to the house and they can't find him. She's just like, where's Harry? Like she's saying it like, oh, did Harry go to his friend's house? Not like there's a crazed madman on the loose that has threatened your family in the, in the last five days. Seriously. I just, it was so, it was so fucking weird that like, and I don't know if, because I mean, Mama One has a fantastic group of actors. So Mm -hmm. I don't, you, I can't even be like, oh, it was just like bad acting. It was a bad guest star or something. Like, no, this was intentional writing that was just shitty. (laughs) It's Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett don't half-ass nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I just, I can't. It was so insane and the fact that it 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 I don't know I like things on shows that are like that go unsaid so Mm -hmm. when they had to have the whole like (laughs) it's not funny it's not funny but when they had to have the whole like 
I didn't realize I'm a victim. Come on, girl. (laughs) Here's my thing. When she was sitting outside that house and keeping an eye on the victim, in my head, I'm like, oh, Athena's being Athena. She doesn't realize that she's one of the victims because she doesn't think like that. But in my head, I'm like, is she, does she really not realize like is she like is she ever going to realize it at some point and I'm like it doesn't make sense that they had to verbalize it because like you said like 911 is very good at subtle cues and like yeah. setting things up to where you know what's going on but also the people that it's happening to know what's going on like it's all about what's left unsaid like the facial expressions and I'm like this is bad. I was like, is everyone know. just is everyone just blackout burned out? Because that's and listen, I already am, and it's only episode two. Like, I'm I done can't. with this blackout. I'm like, wait. Also, why is this blackout going on for five days? Like, I'm very confused. Like, I guess okay. That see, that's like the one part that's not unrealistic to me because this is gonna sound dooms day fucking prepper um <laughs> that is how I believe the world is going to end I do oh, believe that oh, at likely. some point either everything will go out or everything will implode um and we just will not have power we won't have cell phones we won't have cell phone towers we, I mean just absolutely fucking nothing um so that's not that crazy to me five days it is kind of crazy in 2021 um but just just that paired with like the animals why are all of the animals only in one area and yeah, why, why they haven't they escaped to other parts of LA that's what I want to know <laughs> like why aren't they attacking each other um it's so odd it is and I think they were kind of just doing it for like a shock value situation mm-hmm. but honestly it was more humorous and hysterical than shocking at all like Absolutely. The funnier, the best parts of it were the interactions between everybody <laughs> dealing with the situation. Let's, yeah. let's, okay, let's, let's, let's break Talk this down, them. shall we? <laughs> My favorite scene of this part of the episode is after it's all said and done and Buck and oh. Eddie are leaning against the truck and Bobby comes over and they're like, oh, we heard you ran from some alpacas or or two alpacas. And he goes, one, it was two. Uh, we, you ran from an alpaca. He goes, one, it was two alpacas. And there was no running involved. And he goes, just get in the truck. Like, that's a total Bobby moment. Like, he's like, okay, I'm done with your BS. You yes. are my annoying stepchildren. Like, get on the, get on the, get in the car. Like, yes. you know, we're going home. But and also... Eddie, do you really have oh room God. to talk? Because you are having Once panic again, attack after panic attack about your girlfriend. Big same. I like <laughs> seriously, the, everyone on 911 needs therapy, especially Eddie. <laughs> especially Eddie. I just you the know man how? has had like his <laughs> life has been. Do you remember when it used to be the big thing? And you know what? Honestly, maybe just Castle did this and I latched onto that. Remember when the big thing was like the two parters in the middle of the season mm-hmm. of like random shows? I, it yeah, feels like ER used life, to do it all the time. Yeah, it, right. It feels like Eddie's life is just like a constant two-hour <laughs> episode, like <laughs> a constant two-parter, just disaster after um, disaster. 
honestly, you saying everyone needs therapy, it makes me think of, so I sort of pay attention to soap opera land because I used to watch Days of Our Lives, like when I was younger, like younger as in like early, late teens, early 20s, because it was college. And I was like, into that. I was like, I'm into super drama. That's not my life. Um, oh, yeah. I used to anyway. watch one, uh, one Life to Live and All My Children with my mom. Like, All right. So Days of Our Lives recently created like this spinoff kind of thing called um, Beyond Salem or whatever. And I'm like, okay, we need a like Beyond LA 911 version where it's just them going to therapy. It's just a side, <laughs> it's a side show of the therapist sitting here talking to each one of them. And then at the end, the therapist just looks at the camera and goes, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. They're just like, what the fuck? But like, or, the, like, Julia that's laughing nervously. What the fuck? <laughs> or, or it's Eddie comes in, does his little spiel. She kind of just is like, okay, that boy is an idiot. He just doesn't know. And then she gets Buck, and Buck is just talking about Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. And he's just like, okay, I need to put these two in couples counseling. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. Oh my I god! Think that's, I, I think we've got something going here, Laura. I think we should we should just write it. We should create it. We should we should talk to the to talk to the creatives behind the show and be like, hey, we have a web series idea. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> to get you we even have... more views. <laughs> yeah. Not that you aren't the most popular show on Fox right now. <laughs> Yoinks! Mm. What the hell is? No, I'm serious. I'm pretty sure 911 is the most popular show on Fox right now. Like, oh, it, oh, it is. Okay, I thought you because, said now that you're not. No, 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 not that you're not is what I said. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> because I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure good. Fox is just filled. I don't know. I don't watch Fox beyond 911, so I don't really know what else is on. But I know there's a lot of like reality programming. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh goodness gracious. Um <laughs> I <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's gonna be loud for headphone users. I'm very sorry. Can we please talk about the firehouse scene? What you mean the one where Anna has more chemistry with Ravi than her own boyfriend? <laughs> I can't I, I can't I'm not kidding. When when he Ravi's standing there with Buck and then Anna comes out, Anna and Eddie come over and you know Anna goes hi I'm Anna and Ravi's just like hello I'm just like you have more chemistry with this woman than anybody else on this show maybe we should put Anna with the proby <laughs> I the amount of times that I paused and played that scene just because like literally Eddie so would many be, little nuances when when Eddie when you when Eddie fucking introduced uh Christopher, Christopher and then it was not her absolute silence <laughs> I paused it and just like stared in like off into a non-existent camera like the office I was like what the hell this can't be real Eddie please put in a li you're you've been with this woman now like more than six months yeah like if yeah. if anything at least six months and i'm yeah. like she had to introduce herself i'm sorry oh, what um but also someone else pointed this out that um 
And I actually think this is really great. And I think I might've sent you the tweet about it, but um, 911 did a really great thing, whether they intended to or not, um, probably not because they're not of that vein. Um, (laughs) They did this scene where the scene where um, Chim goes to Buck with the the goddamn clipboard. Chim goes to Buck and is like, I need a battery to, you know, I need a thing to charge my phone. And Buck's like trying to give him a hard time. And he's like, all right, well, no Uncle Buck time. And I'm like, this is brotherly love. Like, this is brotherly interaction. And I was like, and then they cut to, <laughs> and they got to Buck and Eddie and Anna and Robbie. And I'm like, this is not it. <laughs> no, like, I just, I, I, I literally couldn't, couldn't get over. And it's like, honestly, like, here's the thing. It just like drives me insane. Because they could have put anybody in that scene. They could have put anybody besides Buck in that scene. They could have had Chim come up and mm-hmm. say, Buck, you got something to go do and left him. But they fucking didn't. They left no. Buck in that scene to be the one standing there when Eddie is freaking out about his significant other. Right. And I I'm can't. like, Eddie, yes, they had to do a situation where Eddie has that freak out in front of the guys at some point because the guys have to find out at some point but I'm like right again you have him have it in front of Proby who barely knows him and Buck who you're trying to convince us has no deep emotional connection to him beyond friendship I just I just because you could see those gears working in the stupid brain of Buck because let's be real, Buck is not the smartest tool in the shed, but he's not stupid and he's not so stupid that he's not going to figure that out. Like he oh, could yeah. tell that Eddie clammed up the minute Proby was like, who's this? Like talking about yeah. her and was like, oh, and then just, isn't it Proby that says your, your wife? Yeah. He says yeah. your wife. And, and Eddie's <laughs> just like, Eddie about Buck, well, <laughs> Buck's like, bro. Bro, that ain't, that ain't it. (laughs) But that's also, though, that's also that they, that they, and this, this goes back to episode one as well. It's so hard when they do stuff like this, when they put like, and I guess technically it's five days later or whatever, but the, but the, when they put like things that are supposed to happen, like back to back, like weeks apart, it's like, I get why they do it. Of course, they're not going to air a three hour episode. However, you have like, in the same, if you're thinking of the three episodes as one episode, you have mm-hmm. in the same episode, Eddie freaking out about Anna being called Chris's mom and freaking out about Eddie or about uh, Anna being called his wife. And immediately denying it, immediately denying it. And then right. you can sit back and you can say, okay, well, Buck didn't deny it when that fucking elf thought that he was Chris's dad. And right. he didn't outwardly deny it when TK thought that he was he was not straight and like interested in um in TK. Right. Like like there's guys, two totally different types of thought processes going on. And I yeah. feel like you know, it's it's like Buck is that person that's like I, and I've been rewatching Teen Wolf 
So I'm like thinking about Styles right now, but Buck is basically the equivalent of Styles. Styles is very bisexual, mm-hmm. even though Team Wolf did not actually explore it. Like within the first four episodes, Styles asks if he's attractive to gay guys. So I mean, like, come on, like, if unless you're bisexual, you're not going to be thinking about that. No. Um, if you're a straight man, you're not going to be thinking, am I attractive to the gay guy that sits next to me in Kim class? Like, that's right. not something that goes in your head. And Buck is of that same mindset. He, I feel like Buck is just very, I will be in a relationship with whoever I feel like it. Like, whatever. I am what I am. I don't give a crap. Like, he's always been very loosey-goosey and, like, go with the flow. He's always been that kind Absolutely. of person. And Eddie's definitely more reserved and in a way I always imagine him as a Scorpio because he's very reserved yes Eddie because he's so reserved he's so within himself he doesn't trust people he doesn't let people in or allow people to see the real side of him unless like there are a select number of people and the fact that he's let buck into that circle more than any of the other firefighters in that house even though he spends the same amount of time with the rest of the guys just saying quote unquote (laughs) like i just the i the fact of the matter is too when it comes to like that specifically (laughs) like the fact that he goes to buck and and like buck is like a sounding board for him is like We've seen instances where Bobby is that for Eddie. So it's not mm-hmm. out of the question that he could go to the other guys. He just right. always chooses to go to Buck. And, and I, I feel like I think I it's because it's so crazy. Honestly, I, I think it's because, sorry, I think it's because Eddie sees Buck and like, yes, he goes to Bobby about some things, but I feel like he goes to Bobby about parenting related stuff. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like he goes to Bobby about yeah. Christopher, like um, his marriage to Shannon, like when he was, when Shannon was still alive, he went to Bobby about that kind of stuff. And then right yes. after Shannon died, like he knew Bobby knew what it was like to lose your significant other. But for Buck, it's, he goes to Buck about everything else. And I'm like, it's because to him, Buck is comfort. Buck is that yes. security blanket that he knows he can say anything off the wall and Buck is never going to judge him. Buck is never no. going to tell him you're crazy or, oh my God, that's insane. Like, don't, don't, whatever. And Buck is also going to call him out on his shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what so- Buck does. In this yes. Episode. As he should too. Like, he's like, it, it makes me want to yell when he says like, um, he says, Chris, Eddie says, Chris, my kid loves her. And Buck, I, I don't want to assume, I don't want to put any emotions on Buck that aren't true. Mm-hmm. But Buck, um, hopeful, says, is that enough? Someone also made Eddie. the, someone also made the, a, a slightly different view on that scene which is also could be valid and the way that when Buck when Eddie's like talking about how he's like I'm not ready for that ready-made family they this person assessed Buck's body language as him being terrified that Eddie is thinking of walking away because he's not ready for that and he's like well that's what we have so like 
Buck, as carefree as he is, has that innate fear of people walking away from him. He has that fear. And and honestly, I went back and rewatched that scene after I saw someone make that assessment. And I was like, you know, you could be right. Like he could be also, yes, it could be, yes, I'm comforting my friend. Yes, I have feelings for this guy, but also it could be, I'm about to lose the most important person in my life. Like I can't go through that again because he's been through it with Abby. He's had to deal with it his whole life with his parents because they're dickwads. <laughs> I mean, um, thank you so but, much for this. Um, I unfortunately do have to go cry for an hour now that you said this. So <laughs> you're welcome. I cried as well when I saw it. So I feel oh. like I had to share. <laughs> um, thank you no, so much. Like, blame Twitter. Yo, blame yeah. Twitter. <laughs> like people on Twitter like to rip our hearts out and terrify us and terrorize our hearts. That is yes. the purpose of Twitter. Um, <laughs> point blank, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the whole point of Twitter. Oh my God. Um, I feel like something that really, really like is important to note too, <clears throat> when Buck and Eddie are having these conversations is like, Tim and Hen are seen as like, are seen as like the other end of Eddie and Buck except they don't go to each other with everything. Ken goes to Buck sometimes. Ken goes to Eddie. Chim goes to Buck. Chim goes to Maddie. He goes to Bobby. Like, right. and, but I just. <clears throat> That's the other thing. I, we see Chim and Hen interact with their significant others about situations. And we have never seen Buck or Eddie talk to their significant others about the things that are going on in their heads or whatever. And you can't even say that's a guy thing because Jim goes to Maddie all the time. All the time. Bobby goes to Athena all the time. Like Constantly. <laughs> it's not a guy <laughs> thing because people could be I'm... like, oh, well, Hen does it because she's a girl. Okay, that is so sexist. And no, <laughs> it's a Buck and Eddie don't know how to talk to anybody but each other thing. <laughs> I just, I just want to sit. I want, I think it would be so fun to just sit in the writer's room one day invisible and like watch how they talk through an episode. Mm -hmm. Cause I just like, is there, is there, and I don't, I, I don't know the writer's room enough to say this confidently, but I just feel like there's gotta be like one gay person in that room out of like a bunch of straighties who always like make sure that line is in there about like Buck looking at Eddie like for a long <laughs> time, you know? I wonder Gotta because be. a lot of times, honestly, a lot of what has been seen as queer baiting over the years is because there's been that one gay person in the room saying, yo, we got to make it homosexual. Yeah. Um, we got to make I it just, queer in some way. And I, it, so, and I wonder, I don't know the writer's room is, <laughs> I, the person who reviews this show, does <laughs> not know the writer's room. And <laughs> honestly, I don't, because it's one of those things that I've always just kind of, the way I look at shows is I'm like, I don't, I do want to know who the writers are if I love something, but I don't want to know who the writers are on a daily basis, on a, on a weekly basis. Like I don't, I mean, I care, but I don't care. Like, I'm like, I want to enjoy this show because it's a show. I don't want to know, Oh, that person wrote this episode. Like, I don't like that person. Like, I feel like that gets in my head too much if I know who the writers are because it happened with me That's and Shameless. Fair. 
it happened with me and Shameless. And so I feel like there were certain episodes I couldn't give them what they, what it deserved because I was like, well, that person helped write it. And they wrote that really terrible scene like three seasons ago. Like, you know, so it's like, I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I probably shouldn't sense. do it that way, but <laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> I, I used to be very much like, everything fucking stems back to Castle. It's disgusting. But when I was like very much in the castle, it was like, oh, I knew. <laughs> I can't talk about Nathan Fillion here. I can't talk about Nathan. It will. Listen, everything yeah, stems back to Teen Wolf for me. So it's fine. I get you. <laughs> um, I, I used to know like the writer's names. I used to know mm. the costume designers, the music editors, like just fucking everybody. And it was cool because like, I mean, it's a, it's a very fun experience to get to, to get to talk to and know those people basically. But it also like, I feel like I was on the other end of the spectrum where I would see an episode written by a certain person and get way too hyped up and like way mm -hmm. too, like I would give an episode too much when it definitely didn't deserve it. Right. Well, <laughs> and I've run into that problem also if like a guest star shows up on a show and I'm like, oh, oh I love God. this person. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I have to really not do that. Like, I'm going to use this example because I also review the Connors. So season two of the Connors, Noel Fisher guest starred as Dan's half brother. And I love Noel Fisher so much. And he has, in my opinion, he has such a realm of talent that I was like, okay, um, this episode's going to be fantastic. And like, I did, I actually wrote these reviews as they were like, fantastic. And I was like, were they really that great? Or was it just Noel that was great? Cause I love him so much. Like, and it's like, it's kind of like that. You have to be aware of these biases in your brain. If you're critics, like we are. Um, yeah. And so I, certain shows, I do know the writers for them, but for 911, I'm like, I want to have my little cannon babies in my head. I don't want to know who the writers are because I'm like, because then it's going to piss me off because I'm gonna be like, you guys don't allow my cannon babies to survive and thrive on, on air. Um, yeah. So it's that situation. Um, but like with Shit's Creek, I knew all the writers. I knew who all the writers oh, yeah, were. Um, I knew who the makeup artists were. I knew who the hair people were. Like, I just knew everything because I was like, this is a show that I could just sit here and enjoy. I'm not critiquing it in any way. So I was like, I'll know who everybody is. Exactly. That's why sometimes I like, like I can't review some of my favorite shows because I like, mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I can't be impartial. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I also can't I'm review kidding. shows that I hate watch. Oh, I cannot relate. I fully can do that. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, no because like i was I thinking about it because um okay so it's only been recently that it's hate watch um <laughs> um i feel like you're gonna be like oh okay that makes sense once i say what show it is probably <laughs> law and order svu <laughs> i why did my brain go svu my brain literally was like it's svu so, it's gotta be SVU. i loved the show for the first like so many seasons because Elliot Stabler, I love Chris Maloney. That man can do no wrong. He's a very good actor. Him and Mershka Hargitay have a very good dynamic. Um, and that dynamic like went away when he left. But then we got Danny Pino and I was like, okay, Danny Pino is pretty good. 
Um, but my thing was when, <laughs> when ADA Barba left, I was like, listen, Raul Esparza needs to stay on this show forever. I love him. And I, in my head, he is canically gay, even though he never, ever specifically said so. The dude wore suspenders all the time, okay? He was gay. Um, but anyways. Um, but no, recently I started hate watching it because they got rid of their people of color with the exception of Ice-T. Not Ice-T. Ice-T is the only one on there that's a person of color now. They got on rid SVU? Of yeah. They got rid of their- still on got, SVU. This, he's still on SVU. Are you kidding me? That man's never going to leave. Um, but this season in the premiere, they got rid of their African-American- um, uh district leader or whatever one of the cop guys and um I really liked him and then they had a detective that joined in the last year or so when Carisi moved over to the law side and stuff <laughs> whatever um, the order side <laughs> I guess yeah <laughs> instead of the order side but he Carisi went to be a lawyer and he's now an ADA whatever anyways and so they brought in this new detective named Kat, and I freaking love her. She's Hispanic. She's gay. And then they shot her in the premiere, and I was like, oh, God, they're going to kill her, because I knew she wasn't coming back beyond the premiere, because that's what they had announced. And then it ends up being that she didn't die, but she decided, oh, I got shot. It's too much. I can't be a cop anymore. <laughs> so she I, left. Uh, I'm like, yeah. You're burying your people of color and your gays. Bye. Seriously, <laughs> but I still yeah. watch because I love Mersh to heart. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I just look. Unless the only thing that has an exception to this is soap operas, nothing in the fucking world needs twenty-two seasons. <laughs> that's nothing. True. It's true. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's American Idol. I don't care if it's if it's Grey's Anatomy. Nothing. Okay, listen, Grey's Anatomy should have died last season with Meredith Grey. Last no offense, season. Meredith Grey. This past season, Meredith Grey should have died from COVID. Listen, Absolutely. they should have died long before then, but yes. I'm just saying, like, as an, as an absolute, Meredith Grey should have died of COVID with how how bad her COVID was. Like, they're, like, yeah. no offense. I get it. Some people do get better, but, like, not when they're as bad as she was. Like, no. Can I? <laughs> Anyways, we're getting okay. way off track again. But I know what happens. I know. This, this is, is what always happens. About Chris Anatomy. <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. And this isn't funny, but the way that this is phrased is incredibly hilarious to me. Apparently, there was a disclaimer like opening tonight's Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> this season, Grey's Anatomy portrays a fictional post-pandemic world which represents our hopes for the future. In real life, the pandemic is still ravaging the medical community. Get the latest information on how to protect yourself and your loved ones from COVID-19 at GetVaccineAnswers.com. <laughs> not funny, but I'm like, guys, that is just like so tone deaf. Do you know what would minimize that? If like we all went back into lockdown, like that would fucking minimize it. I can't. You want to know why it's that tone deaf? 
look at who the leader of the goddamn show is, Miss Ellen Pompeo. Sorry, I hate her. I'm sorry. No, I hate her too. I literally hate her. Did you see the latest scandal with her? Sorry, we need to to get back on track. But the latest scandal with her (laughs) is that she told Denzel Washington, this is my show, you motherfucker. I was directing the the thing that happened was I read the story about it because I was very curious about the context. And apparently she was on her podcast and you tell him this story about when Denzel Washington directed an episode in like season 13 or 12 or 13 or something like that. And he didn't like an ad lib that she did because she added something in and he didn't like it. And he told her about it. And she was like, who do you think you are? Motherfucker. This is my show. Bitch. He's the director. Do you, are you that? Like I, She's so, this is the same bitch that was like, I can't be racist. I have black children. All right, yes! Ellen. It's, take yes! a fucking seat. Take a seat. You fucking okay. psycho. Just because you have black children does not mean you can't be racist. <laughs> like, that's Hello. not how this works. Anyways, moving on. Let's go back to Buck and Eddie because that's more enjoyable. This is an Ellen Pompeo hate account. Let's go back to Buck and Eddie. <laughs> Actually, I did see a Buck and Eddie account on Twitter today that said in the tagline, this is an Abby hate account. (laughs) I was like, I actually, I want to follow this person on principle, even though I don't follow stands on Twitter, because I'm like, absolutely not. But I was just like, you used your bio to say this is an Abby hate account. So I'm like, "Mm, the the temptation is so real. Um, (laughs) I will say, I have heard a rumor that Anna is not on the show beyond this next episode. So, and apparently the blurb for episode three is Eddie makes a big decision about his future, which of course the buddy stands are like, oh, is he going to get with Buck? And I'm like, okay, again, that's not realistic either. Um, He's not a, he's not a relationship jumper. No. Um, He doesn't go from one relationship to the next. Plus, Buck's still sort of dating Taylor What's-Her-Face. Um, Who literally wasn't in this episode for one fucking second. No. And you could blame that, oh, he's living at the firehouse right now, but, like, Anna came over. Chris came over. Hello. We couldn't see him, like, texting her even. Like, come on. Also, come can on. we talk about... <clears throat> I got so much hate for this comment, because um, I live-tweeted. And the scene where Matt... <laughs> with maddie and the baby in the bath and she's just like the baby okay to be fair guys she had the baby at the end of season four it's been four months that baby is only four months old it should not be in a bathtub without some kind of support and i tweeted that i tweeted out saying maddie what are you doing putting your baby in a big bath in a regular bathtub and this one person just like attacked me saying well why can't the kid go in a regular bathtub? And I'm like, um, it's a baby. Like there's dangers involved. Like, especially, especially with how she has been with her postpartum. Like anyway, but then that person was like, well, in the next scene, they were sitting up in the hospital. No, they weren't. There was a nurse with its hand on its back while it was sitting there. There was not sitting yeah. up by itself. I it was a four month old baby. Like, I, uh... I don't know. It's like, I do think Maybe it's to really, illustrate really... she doesn't make good decisions. I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. I just, I, I, 
<clears throat> I know that it's very important to talk about and normalize postpartum depression. Um, like I think that it should be again talked about and that nobody should be ashamed to have it and people should get the help that they be able to get the help that they deserve. But I just like as soon as they showed Maddie leaning over the tub, it was like you knew exactly what was gonna happen. You yep. knew exactly what was gonna happen. And it's like mm -hmm. that's not always the case. That's such and a I cliche. Just wish, yeah. I yeah. Just, I don't know. I wish that it was like because 911 usually does so well with mm -hmm. with certain topics, with digging into them and making sure that they go on like explore every aspect of it. And mm -hmm. I just feel like with this, they're just like, oh well, she's becoming irresponsible. And then it's like, what's the end game for her? Like, what is the end game here? Like, is she going? Are they going to make her leave because Jennifer Love Hewitt is actually had a baby? Are they? Like, like what? I just can't think of a. And my other situation I run into with this is that if you want to normalize and, you know, destigmatize it, don't have her be left alone with the baby 24 7. Yeah. Like, yes, I get the firefighter should be at that firehouse, but I guarantee you. If Chim had gone to Bobby and said, listen, Maddie's having a really rough time with the baby, postpartum, all this stuff. Like, Chim knows what's going on. I, yeah. I I don't think he knows how severe it is, but, like, he does know there's something going on. And I don't feel like Chim would be the type of person that's just like, oh, yeah, no, whatever. Like, she's fine. No, he's not. Oh, he's yeah. a very overly attentive person when it comes to Maddie and his family. And so I it, think that like, Bobby would have told him, yeah, sure, go home at night. Like, that's fine. Just make sure you have your phone on you so we can get you as soon as we need you. Or, like, I'm, I might I might be thinking of this name wrong. Please don't drag me. But, like, Albert, like, why can't he be there some of the time? It is like, Albert. Why aren't they doing rotating and, yeah. shifts of Buck, Tim, Albert? Like, why aren't, why aren't we doing this? Why are we even... Right, why isn't Buck even involved? Like... How is Buck not it, even involved in this? Like, this is fucking weird. This writing is so sloppy this season. And I'm like, this is not doing well for me. I'm like, maybe we should have ended this show at this point. I'm yeah. Like, the writing is getting sloppy. And I'm like, and it makes me sad because Maddie is such a good, complex character. And like, I really have enjoyed her stories over the years. But I'm like, this one deserves so much more attention than it's getting. And Absolutely. I don't, I just I don't know I, where they're going with this. It seems like a lot of a lot of the writing like like with the animals it's like it seems like what they're doing a lot of it is for like either shock value or to like allow the cliffhanger to hang there of like mm -hmm. well Athena's guy got away and you know there's animals and now And the whole humans. helicopter thing with Bobby I'm like Bobby's not reckless like that. Like, why would Bobby have no. jumped into that helicopter? Like, that's a buck situation. That is a yes. buck action. That's a buck thing or an Eddie thing. That is not a Bobby thing. It just, it, it was, I don't know. And I, I just feel like a lot of the writing this season so far is like, oh, we want to, them like trying to like up the craziness and like, you don't mm -hmm. need to, mm -hmm. you need like, like, let the characters grow without it being unrealistic. Like, 
if you want to say that that Bobby was growing and he realized maybe sometimes he wants to be more reckless in his job, like, okay, but that doesn't happen overnight. And that doesn't happen with a situation that barely involves him. Right. Just, it, it's it so was literally for shock value because it was so yeah. that we would be like, oh my God, is Bobby going to be okay? And I'm like, what? Also, can we talk about the fact that at the end of last season, Bobby and Athena were barely hanging on. Their relationship was on like a thread. And now he's calling her up and calling her baby. And I'm like, wait, when did this happen? Like, when did we get like, I agree. I I understand it's been four months, but I want to see that development on the screen. I don't want it to happen off screen because it's important story development. It's like, you can't bring up this thing where she's like, I feel like we're not working. He was like, well, who said we are? And I'm like, you can't have that and drop it like that and then come back next season and be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're happy. We love yeah. each other. La, la, la. Do you know what they can do, though? You guys can have Bobby call her baby again. You can you do can. that anytime you, can. you want. Listen, anytime we you ha- want. we're not arguing against the baby part. <laughs> we're arguing against what <laughs> the fact that there is no linear path between here and there none it just it literally wasn't even like casually mentioned and I do wonder that's the thing that that, like I would have loved a mention from Athena in the premiere being like yeah you know like when they were all sitting at the table like chatting about stuff like Athena could have been like you know Bobby and I were in couples therapy yesterday like you know like that would have been fine and I would have been like okay you guys are going to therapy great awesome cool that's all I need yes I don't need to hear anything and I I feel like they're this storyline like it I I, there's not a problem with the storyline as much as there's a problem with the fact that they're making it go on for three episodes if it was only Mm -hmm. two that would be completely different and it would make like a lot more sense maybe like then because this time when we were coming into this week we could actually talk about where they were at last week we could talk about you know Eddie moving forward from Anna and if he's going to and stuff like that but now we're still at a point where we're in this standstill of like we have to see another conversation between Eddie and Buck about what Eddie's comfortable with and we have to see another thing where Athena almost catches the guy but doesn't and it just is like a, a constant moving thing whereas it needs to just be a show that sometimes is okay sitting still the blackout serves no purpose for the plot no none like at this point especially like yes in the first episode it served the purpose of allowing that guy to get away but now he's been away for five days (laughs) he's been away he's been away for five days and he now has Harry and I'm like okay he has Harry I'm like how much you want to bet they're gonna drag his crap out this whole season and I'm like I don't want that like I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I don't care either. I was like, it should be more about Athena's healing than it is about Athena having to try and find this motherfucker. Like, yes, because Because her PTSD is still there. It's still real. (laughs) Because then what they're going to do is she's going to catch the guy and it's going to be like, she's fixed you guys. She caught him after Mm -hmm. she went to therapy, kind of. How do you like that? Or it's like, or they're gonna have her like, or they're gonna have her like shoot him and then feel guilty about it. You know that they're they're gonna gonna do that. that. 
they're gonna do that. They're gonna do Athena shoots him, and then feels guilty because she killed somebody. Bitch, that guy oh, terrorized you. You can. You don't need to feel guilty. He has at this point kidnapped her son. You. It's fine. He should die. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I can't. I can't. I. And listen, no, I said only- I wanted somebody to die. I. Oh, also, also. Speaking of people that you thought were dead and are not actually dead, um, how did he survive his throat getting slashed? Also, again, this Dude! goes back to Dude! this also goes back to Athena not checking up for five days. I'm like, he's your lawyer friend. Like, he's your friend. You have normal conversations and regular conversations with this guy, and you don't check up on him for five fucking days. But even like, even like, like he calls her and he's like. Hey, I'm like taking him to the hospital. And then there's no text of like, we got there, he's there, of like a call that's like, like, what the fuck? I just, I can't believe when (laughs) when we got to that scene and they were like, he survived, but barely. I was like, what is this, Halloween? Excuse (laughs) me? What do you mean he survived just getting his throat slashed? No, it's it's supernatural. (laughs) Oh God. Even worse. Uh, Dean and Sam are going to show up any minute. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just, I, (laughs) it was so, I was like scream laughing when they were, even like when they were showing him like, like trying to speak, Mm -hmm. like he would be in fucking agony. He had his throat Mm -hmm. slashed. Bitch. Listen, Ah! I understand that this show is about suspending disbelief because, like, there are so many things that happen. You're just like, "Mm." you have to (laughs) suspend your disbelief on this. But, like, him talking, like, that is (laughs) absolutely not. Again, we have to suspend our disbelief for one of the cutest moments of the episode, which is them stringing a bunch of wires across fire hazard related things holy shit to save that kid on the ventilator which to be fair someone did tweet i'm just gonna forget that this is a total fire hazard (laughs) yeah yeah it was very heartwarming (laughs) it was it was very heartwarming i was like please don't kill the kid i was like don't kill the kid no like as soon as they plug those christmas tree lights in i was like bitch there's no way that should be getting that much power. Yeah, there's that too. I was like, I get it. She has solar power, but like solar power ain't that powerful. Like she would have had to have had like a full power station of solar panels. Like there's right. no I feel like way. It would have it made a lot more sense for them to like carry the boy and the ventilator to her house. I thought that's what they were going <laughs> to do. That's what they were going to do too. I was like, oh, they're going to bring the kid to her house and just plug his ventilator in there. And then they were like, no, we are going to cause a massive fire. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to create a, a strain on the already strained fire department. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I episode can't. Three. Wait, wait, wait. So this episode was called Desperate Times. Next episode is called Desperate Measures. Okay, then Desperate Measures are going to be for that ventilator kid. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear. I swear. I just, I can't. I just, I, like, it it was so funny because it's like, you watch the scene and you're like, oh, this is so sweet. This is great. Like, look at that. The community working together. And then it cuts to commercial and you're like, I don't know that they should be doing that. (laughs) Then the logic (laughs) kicks in. This is when, again, 
you need to turn your brain off because television <laughs> is not reality. <laughs> oh my God. I think that my favorite, my favorite thing that I've ever done suspending my disbelief watching 911 is when they were, it was, I think it was an earthquake when like the building had collapsed and they were on like the side of the building somehow hanging on to glass. Oh, I yeah. was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, guys. All right. I remember reading. I remember reading articles about how they like filmed that and like how they set it up. And I'm just like, that's really cool, like how they set it up. But I'm like, that's not how it really happened in an earthquake, by the way. Um, (laughs) Also, you had to suspend your disbelief that a tsunami would actually happen at the pier. Um, You had to really suspend your disbelief on that one. I'm like, there's not enough. Yeah. Of a water, like that, 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 no. So, <laughs> tsunamis no, happen can't. when the water is deeper and further out. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying that tsunamis don't ever hit land because obviously, but they've happened to islands, like countries that yeah. are islands. Yeah, <laughs> not a it's little just... jut out of LA, like. Come on, guys. Oh, my God. I just, like, it's so... I I do love this show very dearly, but there are moments <laughs> when I'm like, I don't think that that could happen, you guys. I don't think that that's going to really work. <laughs> that's not... It's kind of like that... That doesn't mean what I what you think it means. Okay, that's exactly yeah. what tagline for this show should be. <laughs> I, it doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> Oh my God, seriously. Like, I, I, I do. I love this show. Trust me. It is one of my absolute favorite shows of yes. all time. Um, but <laughs> it kills me. It kills me. It's like, but that's why it's my comfort show. Cause it's so fucking outlandish and it still has yeah. these great, like meaningful conversations and characters that just are like great. I love it. It is. And like, honestly, I've gotten to the point where I even wrote an article at one point where I was like, 911 wraps everything up in a happy little bow by the end of every episode. That I'm like, there's no real danger of anything. Like, you don't get yeah. hyped up. At least I don't after having watched it since the beginning. Like, I've been watching it live since it aired. And like, I don't get hyped up anymore when shit happens. I'm just like, oh, he's going to be fine. Bobby's not exactly. going to die. It's fine. That's why they Whatever. need to kill someone. It like, is why they that, need to kill someone. Not I that thought, I, listen, I really... not that we want to lose any of our favorite characters, because pretty much all yes. these characters are our favorites, but yes. I honestly thought they were going to do it to Albert last season. I did too, and then they didn't, and it was like, okay. I mean, I to be know, fair, if to they die. had, it would have been ultra, ultra tragic for Jim. His daughter is born the day his brother dies. I mean, I get Ooh, that. Like, yeah. you didn't really want to do that, but that, that makes sense. sense. But eh, I think it would be, um, you know what? I, 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 I don't know. Do you think that they'll, that Maddie's going to leave? Um, I feel like they're sort of setting it up kind of like that because like May has really been taking charge in the 911 center these last two episodes, but and there wasn't there something that said like, oh, she's going to be like leaning even more into it. Yeah. And there was like people talking about how it didn't show Jennifer Love Hewitt on the show beyond 2021. So I was like, 
Yeah, but that's IMDb. IMDb is not reliable. Um, no, not at all. Because <laughs> people can go in and edit it to their whim. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it wouldn't surprise me, like, if she's not in it beyond, like, uh, maybe she'll leave for a little bit and, like, come back. What I want yeah. to happen is, like, she leaves to go to some, like, therapy-type retreat to get yeah. the help she needs. Um, you know, or, you know, just takes a break from LA for a little bit, you know, takes her, like, I don't know if she'd take her daughter with her, but like, the thing is, is the problem is if she leaves, she'd either have to abandon her child with, to, to Chim, to have Chim take care of her or Chim would have to go with her. And maybe they'll do that. They might do that. I don't know. Cause like Chim isn't ultra central to the story. So like, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. They would totally would do that. And it would make me sad because Ch- I love Chim. I definitely could see that happening. I just, I don't know. It's I so will weird. say, I saw a tweet today that Albert is in episode three. <gasps> Good. Finally. Shit. I know. Like, where's your like boy been? I mean, I guess he's probably been in training because like, but no. Four months. Well, I don't know how long. I don't he know should, why the fuck I'm. Well, no, but like he already he fire. passed he passed the exam, making him oh, a probationary so firefighter. So he should yeah. be on a in a house as a probie. But wh- uh, where? <laughs> they're, they're not going to put him. They're not going to put him in firehouse uh, one eighteen. They're not going to put him. In I doubt it. But even I if they were, said, they would have. I almost said fire. Somebody. I almost said firehouse fifty one, and I was like, we're not Chicago. Chicago Fire Firehouse Lone is 51. I do watch Lone Star. Okay, so spoilers for 911 Lone Star if you have not watched it yet. Um, <laughs> and if you these, haven't, what are you doing here? I'm just kidding. <laughs> when, <laughs> when they killed Tim, I was like, mm-hmm. like that was a shock. That right. was something that I never saw coming. Right. That was just like, especially in like a 911 spinoff. I was like, they're not going to do this. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they did. They straight fucking murdered him. And yep. I'm like, it's so crazy with, that they went with a fireball of all things. Oh my god! <laughs> they really they went in on that. Like you guys didn't have to did. kill him like that. But like that was like episode two of season two, mm-hmm. or episode one even maybe. Like it, I was, think it was episode very two. early on, and they haven't <clears throat> done anything like that really for. 911 oh, gee. <laughs> it and again like Abby but that's the thing is that like and I don't want Maddie to die of course mm. I do not no. want that if I love Maddie I do but like if only to save Chim and Buck the heartbreak um but I just like then it's like oh another woman just like leaves the show because she's like I don't she because she's having mental issues because that's why Matt that's why Abby left she was having it wasn't like I'm not trying to be like trying to stigma mental illness because like I have mental illness yeah um but like Abby was grieving her mother she was having a hard time dealing with her life in LA without her mother there and so like she left if Maddie leaves for like it's just gonna show again that like oh yeah, first responders bail because it gets to be too hard. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I'm like, are you trying to say yeah. the 911 dispatchers don't last very long? Which, I mean, that's not true because Sue has been there for 25 million years. Um, 
I love Sue. Oh, Sue is a rock star. And like, I just, I love May. I do. And I'm so glad that we're getting to see more of her, but like, make her queer. Why isn't, why isn't anybody asking about, yes, a hundred percent. That is a lesbian. Why isn't anybody like asking about Maddie at all? Right. Like, I don't know. It's strange. It's weird though. Yeah. The, they very much have isolated her and maybe that's to like really encourage whatever they have in store for her. But I'm like, if that woman didn't like go off the deep end when her ex came back and basically almost killed her, like postpartum's not going to make her like want to leave. Like, I don't understand. Like it, it yeah. just doesn't add up. Um, I think that it would be really, really interesting. Um, and they would never do this, not because it's, they just would never do this. But I think that it would be really interesting if they went back and they were like, like Maddie was like, well, nobody ever reached out to me. Nobody ever was talking to me. Nobody ever came over or whatever. And then it like showed moments of like, that we didn't see because we were in Maddie's perspective of people texting her, calling her, trying to come over and like being at the door. Like, I think that that would be really interesting, but they would never do that. No, of course not. That would make sense. I think that's, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, we love the show. We really do. Yeah, um, you can critique the things you love. No, exactly. And I, I do, it, it's been at the top of my thoughts. That doesn't sound right. Whatever. It's been at the front, the front of my brain. That's what I was going for. Not top of my thoughts. Um, it's been at the front of my brain since we, since this show came back, like, and we saw Maddie like that. I'm like, okay, what are they doing with her? Like, where are they going with this? Um, it seems like there's no train process, whatever for her in store. And like, I don't know where they're going with Athena either. And I'm like, I get it. It's only the second episode, but like, usually we have some kind of idea for those big stories. Exactly. I just, the only one I can see where it's going is Eddie. Like it's right. Exactly. Clear as day it. that Eddie is going to break up with Anna. Like clear <laughs> as day he's going to break up with Anna because he's panicking so much. But like, I want to see more Carla. Where's Carla? Why is Anna taking yeah, care of Christopher? Where's Carla? Where's Carla? Do you know what I, I think? Carla. I'm going to, I'm going to propose this um, in this episode because I don't, it's on what season five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll get renewed. Season six is like a lot for a Fox show, I think. Um, uh, yeah. I think that we should, how do you feel about shots? Like alcoholic shots? I'm, listen, I don't really drink a lot, but like, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. If we get a semblance of like buddy endgame, or a semblance of like a buddy begins, we have to do a shot on the podcast. Okay. A hundred percent. hundred percent. How do you feel about edibles? Maybe we should just do an edible too. Oh, like just be like oh shock God. it up. I we just be celebrating. Some... <laughs> definitely yes. <laughs> let's just let's oh just God. let's just party it up. <laughs> yeah. I, because that's because... never gonna <laughs> Listen, listen, you have never been through, listen, I want all the buddy shippers out there, even though hardly anybody listens to this podcast, but I want the buddy shippers out there to go and watch a compilation video of Styles and Derek on YouTube. They're out there. 
go find them because that was my introduction into being disappointed <laughs> by a show. <laughs> being disappointed by a couple i'm not kidding i am not kidding when listen when they so when season six when they got renewed for a sixth season i was just like okay we got renewed for another season i'm shocked by this um because at that point season five of teen wolf was not that great it was okay it wasn't that great to be fair styles was barely in it because dylan o'brien thought he was hot shit and didn't have time for tv um again part of my issue with this man but neither here nor there cat i'm sorry please don't hate me um because <laughs> i know she listens so i'm like cat don't hate me um but anyways there was barely any styles in season five so i feel like it just didn't do as well like story-wise like they were trying too hard to make it cool without styles being there and so they got renewed for yeah. season six and the preview for season six showed styles showing up in his jeep and Derek being with him so like because styles being like oh you thought you could do this without me and then derek it shows derek going without us or either one way or the other like either one of them said it but either way, no both way. Those two lines. <laughs> i think it was actually derek said you thought you could do this without me and then styles is behind the wheel and he leans forward and goes without us and i'm just like listen you us yourselves listen and so like that's that in a way we were like oh yeah that's our steric end game but really it wasn't because styles was still with lydia which makes no sense um <laughs> i swear to god i think i only watched for like season two of that show and i was like a hardcore oh shit what year did teen wolf air <laughs> <laughs> it ended in 2017 so it started in like 2011 2012 i don't I don't think I was out when I was watching Teen Wolf, so I definitely wasn't looking for any queer couples. I was, like, firmly on that Stidia bus. Listen, I am on the Stidia friendship bus, babe. They are the dynamic duo of friendship. Like, they're perfect (laughs) for each other as friends. Like, it just... I think the thing that bugged me about that show was the fact that their first kiss was while he was having a panic attack. I'm like, that's no that's not cool yeah oh yeah. my god yeah. wow that's um, fucked up yep and there are still people that think it's romantic and cute nar and i try to argue with some of them and they're like yeah but when i have a panic attack i'm okay with people kissing me i'm like you don't have panic attacks then <laughs> no what um, talk to Eddie, um, talk to Eddie Diaz <laughs> about panic attacks. <laughs> but anyways, back to where though I was going with this. If you feel disheartened by Buddy because you don't think you're ever going to get it, go watch Derek. Go watch Styles and Derek because uh, it never canically happened, but we know it happened. <laughs> or even like. It, it, it kills me when people are like, oh, when are, um, it, it just kills me when we get to like season two of a show and people are like, when are they going to get together? And it's like, do y'all, are you seeing SVU? Like even like regular shows from like, like five to 10 years ago, waited until like the fifth or sixth <sighs> season to put people together. Listen, like, SVU is going on 20 years and 
Elliot and Olivia are still not together. <laughs> Wait, doesn't that air tonight? Oh yeah, the letter, the letter Ooh. episode airs tonight. <laughs> Dude, I have seen maybe three episodes of SVU and I am in the middle of this fucking letter web. I'm there, dude. <laughs> no, so, um, anyways, what did you rate this episode? Sorry. What did you rate this episode? I gave it two and a half, and that's because Buck and Eddie are two of them. <laughs> I was gonna, I would probably do three. Um, because you're nice. <laughs> I, I particularly, I thought that I laughed more than I probably should have. Um, I thought that it the alpacas bloody mouths were very funny. <laughs> and apparently there was a um, Jurassic Park reference in this episode yes. and I didn't catch it because I don't watch Jurassic Park. I don't go there. Well, I do and I'll tell you the reference. So as, <laughs> as they're walking out, Bobby and Hen are walking out and the, the second alpaca comes out from like behind the clothes and Hen looks at it and she's like, Clever girl, which is what um, what's his name says to says about the raptor in the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> I was like, I was losing my mind when she said that. Anyways, so we it was an average episode. It wasn't yeah. that great. It wasn't. It wasn't like flat out, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's also not, oh my God, that was so fantastic. Yes. Um, oh. But anyways, so that's a wrap for this evening, guys. Well, it's evening for us. You guys will listen to it in the morning, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This day. This day. <laughs> <sighs> this episode. All right. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye.